Shiguri Vashnav Guru Parampara Ki Jai Shri Shigurada Madhava Ki Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai Gaur Premanandi So tonight we return to our discussions uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita, 8th chapter and Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami is going to tell a story but he's prefacing that with a Glorification for the glorification of the Panchatattva. And it's getting quite uh, emotional here. And um, we're blessed to feel his uh, spiritual emotions and how they um, play themselves out, however otherwise unpalatable it might, it might seem, the way he expresses them with, for example, calling educated people who don't except Lord Chaitanya, uh, croaking frogs. <laughs> so, he feels strongly about the matter. He continues along these lines. Eshab namane jeba kore krishna bhakti krishna kripa nahi tore nahi taragati One who does not accept the virtues, the glories of the Panchatattva, but nonetheless, Kori Krishna Bhakti does Krishna Bhakti. Kiris and Krishna Bhakti. Krishna Kripa Nahitare. Nahitargati. Krishna Kripa Nahitare. He, such persons, they will, uh, uh, they will not uh, get his Kripa. Krishna Kripa Nahitare. And, uh, Nahitaragati, neither will they attain the the ideal love of Krishna. So this is a strong statement. Now, just previous to this, as we know and we heard in our last discussion, it's he, he spoke about scholars, educated people, and um, who knows exactly who he's referring to. There weren't a lot of atheistic scholars at the time. Atheism is popular now amongst the various Indian darshans or uh, schools of philosophy. Um, they could be described as being more or less, I don't mean more or less, but either more or less theistic when we go through them. The karma, mimamsa, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, yoga and sankhya, they go together in twos, the six of them. Karma, Mimamsa, and the Vedanta, the Yoga, philosophy, and um, Sankhya, and uh, um, Nyaya, and Vaisheshika. These were the dominant uh, philosophical currents at the time. And all of them had some regard for the sacred texts, Shastra, um, and only the the Buddhists in the time who did not accept the sacred texts were technically considered to be atheists. Them and, of course, the the gross materialists, Buddhists would be kind of like, what would you call it, um, atheistic religion or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Hmm? I sat next to a Christian priest when I was flying out here for Daria's uh, temple opening, hmm. and he said it's the greatest system of agnosticism. That was his take on Buddhism. Hmm. Agnosticism with regard to the to the to the personality of God or to the position of God. Anyway, a, it, it, that's kind of in its own place. It's not atheistic by by uh, modern standards. Um, the um, they're considered still re- religious in some way and spiritual. And they believe in things that are they believe in the the, uh, the subtle realm and, and their idea of nirvana and so on and so forth, reincarnation, and whatnot. Uh, they're a little different today than atheists. They don't consider themselves atheists, but they were considered to be. Uh, 
non-theistic because they didn't accept the, the, the sacred texts which are thought to originate in, in the Godhead. But then there is another group, the followers of Charvak, who more or less said, there's, you know, Radha is, is, is the name of the barber, barber's wife, too. And um, therefore, it's no nothing sacred. And therefore, you should what, eat, drink, and eat things cooked and eat, drink, and be merry. <laughs> Something like that. So this was not a popular um, um, current of thought, but it was there. I mean, atheism is addressed in the Bhagavad Gita very, very briefly in the second chapter where Krishna is speaking about the nature of consciousness, the nature of the Atma, and so forth. He does have one verse which he, where he refers to them, but he hasn't given, given much attention. Hmm? Much attention hasn't been given in Chaitanya Charitamrita also, either, I should say. Um, so who exactly the scholars are he's talking about? Well, they could very well be other religious scholars, other sampradayas. We, we, we can tell from his... Um, uh, Krishna's Kaviraj's effort to establish Krishna as a source of Narayan and identify Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with that Krishna in the second chapter. That's his controversial argument that he himself says it's controversial, but one should not shy away from it. Controversy will help us to make progress and so forth. Uh, so he, uh, he uh, it's apparent in his argument there then a couple places, one place he cites two verses from Jamuna Charja, who's from the Ramanuja Sampradaya, the, 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 uh, the um, I think he preceded, isn't it, uh, Jamuna Charya, Ramanuja. At any rate, very nice verses, and he's more or less saying, see, your verses are saying what, even what I'm saying. I can't recall them well enough to cite them at this point, but so he's, you can see, if you look carefully, he's arguing with other Vaishnav groups and scholars as to the divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So now you see how strong his statements can, can can be. It's not clear exactly who he's talking about. Who are the scholars hmm? of the time, right? Hmm? Who do not believe in the divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Hmm? Well, there was... A, you know, None of these other sampradayas, because they're establishing a sampradaya at this time, and they're trying to make their case and so forth. Um, so it makes the statement that much stronger. We talked about it, uh, commented on it, his statement, where he compared the scholars who didn't accept Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as, as croaking frogs. We talked about it in terms of modern um, materialistic people who don't accept the, uh, uh, the supernatural or the transnatural or uh, the, the idea that, that, that consciousness is, uh, is uh, not a, an emergent property of the brain and so on and so forth, these kinds of people. But here, the, those kind of people weren't very prominent. Many scholars, of course, accepted that uh, consciousness is, is uh, independent of matter and we are consciousness and so on and so forth. So it's a very strong statement that he's making here, and he continues in the same vein. I mean, it's just strong enough to call an atheistic, materialistic group of scholars croaking frogs, but we'll just speak of other theistic scholars. And so he, he's, as you can see, he's moving along the same direction, and, and, and in this verse tonight, he's kind of revealing who, who, who the scholars are, as he, as he, as he says, they're just like uh, croaking frogs, and he goes on, those who don't accept the, the um, glories of the Panchatattva and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but make a show of devotion to Krishna. He calls it a show of devotion to Krishna. Uh, they, don't, uh, they cannot get Krishna's mercy. They cannot attain the goal of life. So it makes his statement that much stronger. He's arguing with other theists, even other devotees of Krishna, persons who, who he, he, he says, they, it's Prabhupada's language, makes a show of, but eshab mani jabe jabe kore krishna bhakti. Hmm. 
basically, they, they, they do devotional service to Krishna, they serve Krishna, but they don't accept the Panchata, they don't accept Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Therefore, they cannot uh, get Krishna's mercy and they cannot get the goal of engaging in Krishna Bhakti. So that's a very, seems very strident, uh, sectarian uh, stand to take. Of course, he's trying, he's in the midst of the uh, work that's involved in establishing a sampradaya, and so you know, you do have to. Um, draw your your lines of sort to make a sect. There is some um, virtue in sectarianism, and then it can also be um, used in a pejorative sense. Mm-hmm. To have a sect is not a bad bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you might think, well, this, this is a little heavy. He's, he's he's making a point like this, but he gives an example. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's sectarian in a, in, a, in a negative sense, not acknowledging the, the theism of others. But we know from earlier in the text that's not necessarily the case. When he labored early on in the second chapter, as I said, to make the point that from Scripture that Krishna is the source of Narayan and that then to identify Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with Krishna. Hmm? At the end of that chapter he said, however... Some people, and he's talking about like Ramanujas, Madhvas, and so forth. He says, some people may see him, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as an avatar of Mahavishnu. And he said, that's also possible. That angle of vision is, you, you, you could look at it like that. It's not our angle of vision. It's a Vaikuntha angle of vision. You could look at it like that. It's, it's not very flattering, he says, but that, it's... So he he does acknowledge their group, but but the point he's making is if they don't acknowledge the very Krishna hmm, who's appearing in the world in the context of their worship of Krishna, and they don't acknowledge him, I think he means really here at first at all. There are some, and he's referred to them earlier, as I said, that maybe they see him as an avatar of some type, you know, of of the Mahavishnu, and, uh, and so he's has he's divine, but he's not, you know, the source of Narayan and the be all and end all of 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 of, of, of the uh, of divinity. Um, so that's okay, but but to not accept his divinity that and worship Krishna, this is a problem. And he, he, may, he, he, he now he, having made such strong statements, he, he backs it up with some very good logic. Because how can someone be a devotee of Krishna, worshiping Krishna, just because he doesn't accept Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as, as Krishna? So why should his devotion to Krishna not be be fruitful? Hmm? Well, he he gives an example. He says what he says. Hmm? Previously, it was such we know from scripture. Jarasandadi Rajgan. Veda Dharma Kori Kori Vishnu Pujan. Previously, Jarasanda was a king who. Uh, perfectly, uh, or uh, who, who was engaged in the Vedic Dharma, following the Varnashram system, and as such, um, he engaged in the worship of Vishnu because the Varnashram includes the worship of Vishnu. I mean, properly understood, the Bhagavatam, by the way, has its own version of the Varnashram. It's brought out in the seventh chapter. Excuse me, it's the seventh canto of the Bhagavatam where it's entirely uh, Vishnu-centered, as Prabhupada would explain it, something like, the, you know, use a, a body, bodily example, you know, you have the, the head, the Brahmins, the arms, the Chatriyas, the belly, the Vaishas, the legs, the Sudras, and the heart that, that needs, that all these are working for, so to speak, hmm, to keep it going, it is, is the satisfaction of Vishnu. Hmm. That's not the general idea of, of the Varnashram. Vishnu is just one of the other one of the other gods in there. Hmm? 
But the Bhagavatam gives a very Vishnu-centered idea of Varnashram. Um, the quality of the utterances about Vishnu are different than the quality of the utterances about Indra and others, even though the utterances in the Veda um, and the glorifications of others may be more in quantity. The quality of the utterances about Vishnu separate him and so forth. Anyway, it's a, this is the Bhagavatam's uh, position. Hmm? But here he's just making the point that in the context of Varnashram, Vishnu is worshipped one way or the other. Either he's just as one of the gods he's worshipped or in a, in a very Vishnu-centered sense of Varnashram. Uh, in either case, Jarasan was a, a strict follower of the Vedic Dharma, and so he worshipped Vishnu. Right? Jarasan to worship Vishnu. You can say, as much as you apply yourself in Varnashram, then you're, you're worshipping Vishnu. If the Varnashram comes from Vishnu, Krishna says, Chatu Varnamayashrishtam Gunakarma Vibhagasa. Tasya kartaram apimam vidyakartaram avyayam. It's important what he says there in the fourth chapter of the Gita. He says, This system of varna and ashram comes from me. Chatur varnam maya shishtam. Shishtam means creation. It's my creation. Chatur varnam maya shishtam. It's based on guna karma vibhagas. The divisions there are based on one's qualities, guna, and one's activities, karma. Chaturbarnyam mayashishtam guna karma vibhagasa tasya kartaram api mam vidyakartaram avyayam. He says, but I, at the same time, am the non-doer and and I'm not vidyakartaram avyayam. I am beyond it. Hmm? The results from it are perishable. I am avyayam, imperishable, and I'm not found in it. Hmm. By it, by it, I cannot be attained. By he say it's packed in there. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, uh, he's not launching into a whole advocacy there of varnashram. He's making a point about his himself being transcendent to the varnashram system. It's not that Arjun didn't know the system. He's saying, I'm the source of it. So if you want to talk about Dharma, you might want to talk about me. I'm the source of the whole Varnashram. It comes from me. And its results are perishable. He doesn't say that exactly, but he says, he describes himself as imperishable, and we know the results are perishable. And that's very clearly taught in the Gita. So people want to maybe stress this verse in the Gita. You have to understand the context, what Krishna is saying. He's speaking about his position is beyond it. He is imperishable. You cannot get the imperishable by the system of Varnashram. It's about getting good karma and going to heaven and staying there for a long time and then coming down again. Vidyakartaram avyayam. But, because it comes from him, and so what's the purpose of it? Well, everybody doesn't have adhikar for, for bhakti. So, majority of the people, Krishna says it in the Gita himself, that, Trigunya vishaya veda, nistrigunya bhavarjuna, nirbandhu nintvasatvastoni yoga chemaatmavan. He asks Arjuna to come to another level, beyond what most people are concerned with, and therefore what most of the Vedic Dharma is concerned with. Well, that the, the three gunas, trigunya, vishaya, veda. Mostly the Vedas are about enjoying vishaya hmm, within the gunas, within material within material existence. So while we want to glorify the Vedas, <laughs> you should know that mostly they're about material things, material knowledge, and moving within this world for acquisition, and uh, you know, getting happiness, avoiding distress, being pious, being religious, coloring your human life uh, with, uh, with uh, tinting it with, with some consideration of, of God. So 
all of the human ac basic activities are to be performed in consideration of the Daivinitrain. And it's a vague idea of the, of the, of the controlling um, factors and, uh, and the Godhead. And, uh, and the devotion that it is kind of the low end, we call gratitude. Just hmm? is a big thing in today's world. <laughs> it's a small thing compared to praying, just to be grateful for the bounty of life and, and to acknowledge that I'm not independent in the pursuit of sense objects, hmm? that my senses are, you know, are, are pulling me towards. Uh, so it's there. It's for most. It's for the uh, the general public, and of course, it's it, it, you know we should take it a little bit out of the Hindu context and see the universality of it. It's basically the, the Vedic Dharma, as it's described here. Again, this is a reference to Varnashram, is basically the idea of a religious orientation to life, as opposed to a spiritual orientation to life. Hmm in which we bring God into the picture of our human life and, and the morality hmm, is the... Um, is the uh, currency. Hmm? Morality is the currency. Yeah, morality is the, is, is, is the goal, is the ideal, is, is what's, to be, what's to be achieved, what's to be accomplished by it. That you be a righteous, pious, morally upright um, human being. Hmm. Not a bad idea. Given that we were coming, arguably, into human humanity from animality. That's why I consider the Varnashram like a cage. Hmm. Because if we come from animality on the scale of complexity of life, then to human life, then we are... Uh, we need to be tamed. And there's possibility of domesticating us or of taming us. But you have to put them in a cage first. Then you have to say, that you can have, but you can't just have anything. So we make laws. We have urge. You might see a beautiful girl or guy in the mall and just want to jump on them, but you can't do that. <laughs> if an animal does that, nobody says anything. But humans, they're not supposed to do that. So we, we, we try to curb the sensuality. Hmm? Nobody disagrees. It's just where you want to draw the line. Hmm? Right? Everybody agrees that human beings should curb their sensual appetite. Hmm? I think, mostly. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> on, some, on some level. Hmm? And you have even, you know, the, 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 the thieves and the mobsters or Stealing and and uh, and, and so forth. but then they they charitably give to their own you know group in their community and, and there's honesty amongst thieves and and so forth and um, and um, so where to where to draw the line so we what what is advocated the religious life um, the idea of controlling the senses controlling the mind curbing them to not just letting them go wild. Uh, if that is universally accepted uh, as what it what it means to be a human being, hmm? the argument our argument it is let's let's hone that idea because it's better to be a human being than an animal, hmm? in that you can be more kind, more caring, hmm? and giving is better than taking, and so forth. We we start to experience this in human life. The giving is more than the taking, and, and it's it's very subtle. We don't, as I often say, we don't get something we can hold up and say, "I gave," and just see, I got this. Hmm? But we got something, and people can see it in us, and that we become more desirable to associate with, and we are celebrated in the world because we did not think of what the country could do for us, but what we could do for the country, hmm? and. And you're you're down in history, right? Making the sacrifice and so forth. So, this is how we um, uh, celebrate human societies. Human society is celebrated 
to the me- in, 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 in the measure, the extent to which the human shortcomings, which is like our animality, is is are, are, are risen above. Hmm? In sports, you you go extra mile. You you you, you do something, and and, um, and and even in that, there are events in sports where. Uh, something happens and somebody voluntarily loses the race to help someone that fell, something like that. And, and then somebody else won the race, but, you know, he has, that's like back pages and the front pages. Someone stopped and saved the life of another one who fell, something like that, fell off the horse or, or something. So, whatever, to whatever extent we transcend the, 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 the humanity, the animality, where there is no concern for such, where there is just the struggle to get, uh, acquire, get you as much as you, 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 you can to sustain yourself, when you let go, hmm? and then you, you, you grow and you become big and you're celebrated in human society. This is just a very practical. Hmm? We're not talking about anything different than that. We're not talking about some weird spiritual idea from West Bengal that doesn't have any place. You have to look at the core of it. We're saying this very principle, and how is it? How is it arrived at? How is it? How is it that humans stretch the the the, the limitations of the human experience hmm? and and transcend the animality, become givers? rather than takers. How, how do they do that? They do that by some sense control, really. Hmm? By curtailing their uh, what, what, what might feel good for a better idea, a, 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 a long-term hmm, subtle improvement rather, over, rather than immediate gratification. So this is what sadhana is about, really. So our idea is, if this really is what makes, separates us from animality and, and, and really stretches the limits of what it means to be human, hmm? almost that there are superhumans. They did the superhuman thing. They, he, he, he sacrificed his, his life and saved so many people in the battle and, and so on. And he, and he took on a, you know, extraordinary had extraordinary powers it seemed and and he passed and so, so uh, by sacrifice sadhana is about sacrifice this is what Brahma heard in meditation tapa hmm? do sacrifice hmm? uh, go within hmm? go within or as we say or go without that's a fact <laughs> either you go within or you go without it's all within. Hmm? It's not without, it's not on the outside. Human life is this cusp between animality and spirituality. The only thing that makes humans different than the animals is truly the um, extent to which it gives us the opportunity to, to engage in, a, in transrational practices or, or, or religious life. Hmm? Because we can say that there's a difference between anim- animals and humans because we have intelligence, but if we don't use our intelligence for something other than what the animals use it for, then what is the difference? But we can use it for something other than what, rather than for eating, sleeping, mating and defending, as Prabhupada would say, which makes you a bigger animal perhaps, another way of eating, another way of sleeping, and, and a better way of protecting yourself with bombs and planes and rockets and and so on. Mm. Again, there's not a categorical difference here. Mm. But to pursue the transnatural, to become supernatural, it means to, to conquer the human passions, to conquer them, to harness them, lust, greed, Envy. This is to be superhuman. Hmm? This is the, this is to be supernatural. Hmm? And as much as people 
and so anyway, there's a system for this. There's the religious traditions, all of them, they, they, they teach this, basically. Human life is a chance to pursue, is to use your intelligence, yes. And Christian also say here, use your intelligence, use your logic and reason to understand who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Bring it forward, let's talk about it, use it. And we'll see its limitations and... And um, hopefully come to the conclusion that there's something that's trans-rational, and it's you. Hmm? It's you. Hmm? But reason we cannot get a conclusion hmm? unto itself. Hmm? Conclusive knowing that will be um, satisfying. Hmm? Listen to it. I mean, you'd be surprised. Listen to Milton Freedom. Free, free, what is his name? Milton, Milton Friedman. You know, if you want to hear a conservative argument that, that you know, way on the other side, and he's got great reasoning why welfare is, you know, is bad, and sharing the income, you know, is 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 is, is, a, is a folly, and what do they call it? redistribution of the wealth and so forth. And people like that can make fantastic arguments on the other side. And then you can get fantastic arguments. On, you'd be surprised. If you look at, so the, <laughs> you, you can't arrive at a conclusion. Hmm? You can arrive at a conclusion psychologically that works best for you, hmm? a particular type of reasoning and so forth. But the point is, by transcending the limits of logic and reason, hmm, you can come to a Another position, hmm? uh, some of real standing, tarko pratishtanat, the sutras say, by reason alone, you get nowhere. Hmm? So human life is meant for this. We say, if everybody agrees, every human agrees that you have to control your senses and control your mind. Don't you teach your kids that? Your kids are growing up and say, you've got to control yourself. No, you can't have that. No, you've had enough. No. Hmm? And you train them. You have to control your senses. Control. So everybody agrees. We're not saying anything different. We're just saying, hey, that's a good idea. Hmm? That makes you a better person. If you can really hone this, then this is what we're talking about, a whole system just focused on that. That's called yoga, sadhana. Hmm? What will you be? Hmm? As much as it takes you away from animality, then... Hmm? Then, as so much as it affords you the, the, such such pursuit, all that, what human life can be, and we see it, we see it in others who have transcended the limits of humanity. We see that human li- human life is really this. Um, it's like you're out of jail, you're on parole now. Do you deal with it properly, and you can become free altogether, and you can enter the world. Hmm? Of, uh, of the free people. Hmm. Hmm. Understand, there is, there is a control. You have to find your place in relation to the, to, to the Godhead and you can enter the, the kingdom of God, something like that. So nice ideas, very practical. Hmm. And so the Varnashram, it's basically like this. That's what it's about. It's, it's a beginning idea hmm, to be a human being. Morale to be a morally stout person, live in a cage, feed them, then a little bit, get trained up. Then you can. The general idea is that you can come out and you can be free. You get become a mukta hmm? and transcend the varnashram, dharma, the kama, moksha, mukti. Hmm? Dharma, the kama means like a little bit. You're in the cage. You get a little bit. You do a good thing. You get another cookie. Something like that, and then, okay, come on out, and go and go (laughs) and uh, go to the free world. Something like that. Dharma to come, moksha. So Krishna gives us the general um, system, and it fits for most people. I mean, let's face it; most people are not interested in this. Many people who are interested in this don't understand it, and then it turns out they don't really want to understand it even. They just don't have the car for it. Hmm? That's why if you can, in this life, hmm, really come to the conclusion 
that what I am is a sadhaka, hmm? and that that's really something. I've really gone somewhere. One of my godbrothers was sitting with Pujapad Sridharmarsh on the veranda, and he said, Guru Maharaj, uh, today's my birthday. No, today's a very inauspicious day. Sridharmarsh said, really? What is that? He said, it's the day I was born in this body. And Sridharmarsh said, inauspicious? It's very auspicious. In this life, you got human life. Jalaja Navalakshani, Stavarlakshavimshati, Krimayud. You go to this from the Purana, from the aquatics. You evolve to the reptiles, to the birds, to the beasts, the plants, bird bee. Now you have human life. And in human life, Dulabhamanava Janama Satsange, Tara Eva Vasindure, Abhaicharanavindure. In this life, you have Abhaicharanavindure. <laughs> And you have so you have so dula bhajanama. You have a very rare birth, hmm? and dula bhajanama, satsange. You have satsanga. You have association with the sadhu. Hmm? That's the song it works nicely. Hmm? His guru, of course, was 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 abhay. See, Bhaktivedanta Swami, abhay charanadabindu Bhaktivedanta Swami. Prabhupada. Hmm. So, Sridhar is saying, you, you've come so far. You, you have. My godbrother Vishnu John Marsh, I've sometimes excited him in this regard. He used to say that the distance we have traversed thus far before meeting our guru is far, far greater than the distance we have to go from this point onward. Now we go with guidance hmm, and affection. Hmm. An example, a precept, and so forth. The way is easy now. Hmm? So he was, Shinnamar was saying the same thing. He saw us as such an auspicious um, birth. Hmm? Well, you may, to, 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 to be able to do a, um, to be in, in this life, to be engaged in, in bhajan. And have the adhikar for this. You have adhikar for bhakti. You have some adhikar for for rag bhakti. That's your ideal. You got it. You're, you're coming in that kind of lineage, so that's fine. But the measure of your adhikar, your is still something that has to be determined in terms of how you apply yourself within the, the lineage. Hmm? Therefore, we have the ajata ruchi rag bhakti. Without taste, still a rag bhakta. Hmm? But can he or she incorporate all the practices? Meditation requires some qualification, right? So, and that's central, smaranam, to rag bhakti. So without that qualification, you can do rag bhakti, you know, all you have to do is want it. Okay, but can you do the smarana that's part of it, that's central to it? Well, that requires some qualification. Mm-hmm. So, I remember... Uh, Bhaktisuddhana Govinda Maharaj said something like that. And on this life, he said, I, we may not be able to do um, bhajan, in, in deep, deep bhajan. Hmm? But it wasn't a concern. He was speaking, but it shouldn't be a, of, of, of a concern. This is where you have to arrive at. I'm on the path. I'm really on the path. I, I'm becoming a shastravit. I'm learning what the actual teachings are. Hmm? Which... Year goes by, and people go, oh, that's the teaching. Oh, that's the teaching. That's what that verse means. Oh, no, no. this is good, huh? Good, good. Are you getting solidified on the on the path and practicing honestly? That's a huge, huge accomplishment. Hmm? No worries. No worries. Uh, one has to come to think. I was asked that, Guru Maharaj, is it possible? to achieve, attain Vrindavan in one life. I said, I said, no, it's not possible to attain in one life, but in one life you will attain it. Generally it's not possible in one life. I mean, it, could, it is possible. I said, Generally it's not possible in one life, but in one life you will. Hmm? So... <laughs> You have to come to some point. One life, I will. What will that life be? Hmm? When you can say, like Mahaprabhu said, "Mama Janmani Janmani Shpade," 
Babadad Bhakti Rahaitakitoi, he had Ruchi. He said, I don't care about birth, transcending birth and death. I only want to do bhakti in any situation. I like bhakti. Nadanam Najanam Nasundarim Kovitam Ba Jagadishakami and other things of the world I have no taste for. But I taste for bhakti. I like bhakti. And I don't care whether for transcending birth and death is not a concern for me. I just want to do bhakti in any situation. This is the beautiful statement of Mahadev. Was it Mahadev said? Yes. Glorifying Chitraketu and the devotees of Vishnu. Hmm? What did he say? Abhituliyarta darshanam, they say, said. Arakadishu. Whether they. Swargapavarga narakeshu. Abhituliyarta darshanam. Apavarga, pavarga, apavarga. Hmm? Whether you're liberated, unliberated, heaven or hell, hmm? it doesn't matter. This is the position of Chittiketu. What's her name? Parvati cursed him, and he just accepted it. And Mahadev said, See the position of the devotees of Vishnu. Hmm? They don't care about liberation. It's not a concern. So Mahaprabhu said like this. He, this is in the stage of Ruchi, still in sadhana bhakti, but the higher end of sadhana bhakti. Hmm? So when you get like that, and you, it's not a concern. Hmm? So he said, Grimmers, is it possible in this life to take... When you, when you stop worrying about that, <laughs> then, it, then it is possible. Hmm? That's not the concern. The concern is to serve. Not to worry whether I'm going to get something as a result of the service. So, adhikar, eligibility, this is what we're dwelling on for the moment. In the majority of the people, as the Gita says, try Gunya Vishaya Veda, I cited it earlier, are catered to by the greater balance of the Veda, dealing with how to move in the world. You want sense gratification, you want uh, material happiness, we've got a system. That's what the Veda... We've got a system for it. Hmm? How much happiness do you want? You want a long life? Right? You want to pray for a long life? We can give you a life of millions and millions and millions of years. Hmm? Where in that life there will be no suffering, no old age until the last year. Hmm? Just at the last year. Hmm? What do you think? Hmm? So it's a coax people. If you want these things, we've got a way to give it to you. You mumble this mantra here, you pour this here and that there, and this time and this, and you don't do this and you don't do that, and it's a few little things that you have to have in place, and you can get that. You go to the celestial worlds. Hmm? This is this playing on what they already want, right? Hmm? And just trying to harness it a little bit and and prospect. Prospect and court the prospect, what you will attain, and fear what will happen to you if, you if you don't. Then you may go down. Your capacity to enjoy may may go down. You may descend back into the animal kingdom. Hmm? So these are the motives: fear and prospect. Hmm? It govern the general religious idea. This is not just India. This is this is a basic religious mode, if you will. It's so much misunderstood to be, unfortunately, the whole thing. That's why you can understand Narada, chastise, Vyas, like, you know, people can just, there's very, the way you've written about it, they're going to think just ordinary religion is is the whole goal. Hmm? Or maybe if they're a little more thoughtful, they're going to think that Mukti is, you know, the, of course, that's in the picture too, so the distant goal, get that. Hmm? Uh, so you should come out, and 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 then any 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 very strongly comes out. Dharma projita kaita vutra paramoni ramat saranam satam savaipum saparo dharma ito bhakti roksi shama eva hi kevalam. All this crashing down on Varnashram, the first candle just powerfully heavy from the onset. Very the second verse. Dharma projita kaita vutra. It's like Gita ends, Bhagavatam begins. Hmm? 
Sarvadharman Pratyaja. Gita says, Bhagavatam says the same at the end. Gita says, Bhagavatam says the same thing at the beginning. Hmm? Dharma Projita Kaitavotra, give up the Dharma, worship about different gods and so forth. And, and the business arrangement hmm, in the name of spirituality. Hmm? Go from the religion, give up religion, the Bhagavatam says. The Gita says, give, if you want me, Krishna, you must give up religion. And the Bhagavatam says, this is not for the religious people. This is for the nirmatsaranam, satam. In religious life, there's so much envy. <laughs> Go to church and see what's he wearing, what she wearing, what kind of car they drive up in. This goes on, <laughs> those, uh, those circles. And therefore, you have the examples in the Bhagavatam, so many of them, of what? The devas. Indra becomes envious. Right? Somebody's going to take my place. Somebody's going to get a better spot than, than me. And, and so this is all within the realm of religion. Envy, self-concern, and so forth. The amount of love in there, which is about, about giving and selflessness, is very, very small. Hmm? So it gives examples, many examples, a number of examples of the king of heaven. Indra means the chief. The CEO of heaven, there he is. And gosh, he does embarrassing things. <laughs> Goodness, how can he think like that? The point is, that's what religious life, it, it, it still involves these things. Hmm? Hmm? Spiritual life is near matsaranam, satam, there's no cheating there. It's truthful, honest to the core, and near matsar, no envy. Hmm? And this, you have to have this. This is your adhikar for entering the Bhagavatam. Hmm? So if you enter without that, then you have some problem understanding. You may be in opposition to some of the things that it says there. And you may misunderstand hmm, what it's about. So it's there, but it, it, the book describes it at the onset. Who is eligible to enter into it and understand it? And that standard itself is very high. It is after Dharma Jignashu, after Brahma Jignashu, it is Rasa Jignashu. Jignashu means to inquire. Inquire about Dharma. Be a moral person. Hmm? And if you do that really well, then you might become qualified to inquire further. Become a perfect human. You, you can inquire about, you, you become interested from the, from the Veda by becoming a perfect human about everything in the Veda. And then you start finding, there's things that say I'm not a human, <laughs> that I'm an Atma. Goodness. It's a small section here in the back. <laughs> Only. Trigunya Vishaya Veda. Hmm? Krishna told Arjun, skip to the back. Trigunya Vishaya Veda. Nistrigunya Bhavarjuna. Near Yoga Jemaatmaban. Oh, it's so nice what he says. Anyat, what is it? He's speaking about bhakti. He says, skip to the back. The back, back, back. In between the lines. Go to the Bhagavatam and throw the rest of the Veda out. He says. Near yoga chema at Malam. Cut to the chase. Near yoga chema. Yoga cha, near yoga chema atmaban. Ananyas chintayantumam yejana payupasa tesham nityabhyuktanam. Tesham nityabhyuktanam. What is it? No. Ananyas chintayantumam yejana payupasa tesham nityabhyuktanam. Yoga chemam bahamiham. That's what I want. Yoga Chema is the same. He's speaking about bhakti. I, I, I will. There, I I come into the picture, in a big way. I take care of you. I sustain what you. I sustain you. Who is the Saranagata? I sustain them. Hmm? I give I, what they I, what they preserve what they have. I carry what they lack. Hmm? I make up for it. Hmm? In religious life, you have to do everything right. 
and God's hardly involved. You've got to do all these technical things, just perfect, and say, have the mantras right, and, and so forth. In bhakti, God is so present, you can't go wrong. Therefore, it said about Hare Krishna, you can chant Hare Krishna mantra in your sleep, while eating. Normally, you don't do the puja while you're eating, <laughs> but it's, you can chant Hare Krishna while eating, while sleeping, that's while stumbling and falling and still it doesn't mean that you're supposed to do it like that it means to, that's to say what to speak of if you pay attention it means to say you should pay attention to this chanting it's so valuable hmm? and there are no hard and fast rules many names full of my shakti Krishna shakti it's a different religion altogether. This is the religion of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Varnashram, that's a small thing. Hmm? Very, it's the other opposite end of the spectrum of religious life. You have Prem Bhakti on this end and Varnashram on this end. But again, not everybody's qualified. I mean, Arjuna is, Krishna's, of course, using him as an example, trying to qualify him. Hmm? In the end, he becomes qualified. Therefore, in the beginning, he's not qualified. He says, you can only do this, you can only do this. And then he says, don't do any of that stuff. Give it all it up. In the beginning, he says, you, can only, you, should only, you should do this. Later, he says, give that up. You have to follow the Gita carefully. People just say, oh, see, Krishna says you should do your duty. Hmm? Well, the end, he says, you should give it up. Hmm? And just serve him. So, anyway, some place is there for Varnashram. And Mahaprabhu coming and giving this extraordinary... Uh, benediction and, and through sadhu sangha you can become qualified without going through the normal course of inquiring into religion inquiring into brahman and immediately inquiring into rasa hmm? but now you have to inquire appropriately hmm? right. in the context of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission we see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was at the end of his life he sat did bhajan with Ramananda and Srup and he was that he was very active and doing Namsan Kirtan and, and uh, preaching and temple worship and so forth, going to the Jagannath temple. In the end, he was not going to the Jagannath temple. Hmm? The heart has become, become a temple, worshiping internally and so forth. Hmm? So, here at any rate, uh, we're off on a bit of a tangent about Varnashram, but the Varnashram is cited, that's how we went there, by... Um, um, uh, Krishna Das Kaviraj in the context of saying that Jarasand was a religious man mm-hmm. and in a broad sense he worshipped Vishnu because the Varnashram is is for pleasing Vishnu and, and he was uh, very stout in his adherence to the Vedic Dharma mm-hmm. and what? Hmm. Uh, the point is, he's considered a demon. <laughs> In the Bhagavatam, he's considered a demon. Now, a demon's a strong word. So when we think, oh, you know, you're saying people have horns, and, you know, it's a pretty, you know, s- strong term. But the word, the Sanskrit word is asura, asura. Asu means also like. Uh, Ra means Ra means to in Ramante to enjoy hmm? Asu can mean quickly to enjoy quickly hmm? or it also mean, means the senses so who who likes to enjoy the senses who wants to enjoy quickly hmm? you could say means immediate gratification rather than the, the prayas rather than the shreyas long term you might forego immediate for a bigger idea, hmm? something like that. So this predilection towards the former, hmm? this is what is called an asura. Hmm? And it's it's the opposite of the suras, the god, the godly people, so the, the non-godly. Hmm? So he was considered non-godly. And, and again, the, the, the more we move towards... Uh, uh, sense indulgence, the less godly we become, the more we, less human we become, the more animalistic like we become, and so forth. And, and where there's, in which 
animal forms of love, there's no scope for religious pursuit directly. <clears throat> there is. That's a byproduct of bhakti that they can be engaged, of course. That's one of the, the beauties of, of bhakti. But um, So, anyway, the point is, he's making that if you don't, if you worship Krishna, but you do not um, have regard for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he says, then I say that you're a demon. And you won't get the goal, the result. Hmm? And, he, and here's my example, he says. Jarasand, he, was, he worshipped Vishnu. Vishnu's God, but he didn't worship Krishna. He tried to kill Krishna. So what is the meaning of worshipping Vishnu if you're trying to kill Krishna? <laughs> you're doing it, you're going through the motions, he's doing it all, he's worshipping Vishnu through the Varnashram. But he attacked Krishna 17 times with his armies and all. Because hmm? uh, his, his, what is his, was his daughters were the wives of Kamsa. Hmm? And they were left, you know, bereft. Hmm? He was in cahoots with Kamsa. And so, Jarasand's a big guy. I mean, uh, because, of, because of Jarasand, we can say that, that Krishna didn't return to Vrindavan right away because he thought, well, if I return to Vrindavan, then all his armies will come there, crushing all the people and so forth. So better to go distract him. I'll go to the shore of the ocean in Dwarka, build a palace, an army there. And This is one of his excuses for not coming back <laughs> to Vrindavan. It doesn't work so well with the Vrajbasis, such excuses. But, of course, the, really the whole... Leelas outside of Vrindavan are all pointing back to the glory of Vrindavan and, and the love that there they, that they maintain and increase even in his absence and so forth. And so, anyway, he gives a good example. He tries to support his point, which is a very strong point. He says, look, you may be worshipping Krishna, but you don't recognize Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Krishna who has come to give Krishna in a way that he's never been given before, access to him. Hmm? This has been described in previous chapters. Hmm? And and so you are just like a Jarasandha who worships Vishnu and then turns around and tries to kill Krishna. So, useless, he says. He nicely backs up his point. Krishna nahi mani tate daicha kori mani chaitanya na mani le daicha daicha tare jane One who does not accept Krishna is certainly a daitya, another word for lower class people, certainly a daitya. Similarly, anyone who does not accept Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Krishna is also considered a daitya. He says, Morena Manile, Shab Lok Hobinash, Itilagi Kripadra. Prabhu Gorila Sanyas. So he said Mahaprabhu thought about people like this hmm, who might not accept him. And for that purpose, for that reason, he took sannyas. Hmm. He took sannyas for that purpose. And he says, Sanyasi Buddhi Mure Koribe Namaskar. He said he's very merciful, although he is Krishna himself. And people might not recognize it. So, for the, for their benefit, that they may honor him in some way, he took sannyas. And if they uh, regard him as a sannyasi, hmm, then they'll become purified. Hmm? So he, he kind of comes down a little bit. He says, if they if they at least accept him as a sadhu, as a, a sannyasi. And then they worship him, even with the wrong idea. That hmm? they don't know, understand that he's Krishna. Then their material desires will go away. He says, "Tatapi kandibe dukkha poibe nishtar," and they will get uh, some kind of liberation anyway. Hmm? So he's speaking very strongly, but you know he speaks also about the compassionate nature of Mahaprabhu. Hmm? He says they should all accept him, and that they don't, they're demons, but. Actually, he took sannyas, and even if they just worship him that way, he's very kind. So, mm. he will, he will, 
give them something extraordinary. Then hein kripa mai chaitanya na bhajet jejan sarvottam huileo tore asure ganan. One who does not show respect at all to this merciful sannyasi, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, who does not worship him, he should be considered. What word does he use? Hmm. Asura. He should be considered an asura. Hmm. Even if by other standards he's exalted in human society. Hmm. Therefore, he says, Ataiva puna kahun udva vahuhana. Chaitanya Nityananda Vajja. Kutaka Chodhya, he says. Therefore, I say, lifting my arms, oh, fellow human beings, worship Chaitanya and Nityananda without any false arguments. We'll stop there tonight. Sriman Mahaprabhu ki jai. Itai Chand ki jai. Sri Krishna Skaviraj Kusami Mahashai ki jai. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita ki jai. Gold. Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi. Vanchakalpataru Vyascha Kutus Dubi.